What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of the Grind Podcast. My name is Ty. I'm here with my co-host Nero, and today we're going to review and react to all the moves and transactions that have been happening in the NBA with free agency. Also, we're going to get into some small NFL news and also ways to manage money coming into the NBA or the NFL. Let's get it. All right, starting off, last few days have been insane in the basketball world. So many unexpected moves, so many teams, new teams shaping up to to do great things and finally getting some balance back in the league. What do you think about that? Yep, NBA is in a total different position right now, you know. Haven't haven't seen it. The league been this balanced since I don't even know, but definitely happy, super excited for next season. I actually want to see how everybody do. Exactly. It's like a lot of teams improve. A lot of teams gonna be real competitive this year, and I, like you said, I can't wait to see how how the season goes. It's gonna be a big one because there's no clear favorite. I mean, unless Kawhi signs with the Lakers, it's no clear favorite. No, not even for Toronto. You figure the East is improving. The Sixers got now this year. The Sixers might have the best starting five, and we know we we gonna touch on more into that once we get to them. But the Sixers might have the best starting five as of right now. Yeah, hell yeah. So the competition. It's getting crazy. It's about to get crazy. Yeah, so I guess we'll start off with uh with the major signings and uh then we'll get into the rest as the episode goes on. First off, the Brooklyn Nets. It's a shame that Kevin Durant is injured right now, so you won't get to see see them at their full power yet. But even like next year, Brooklyn is gonna be a really good team. But uh and Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan, and also Torrey and Prince. The people slept on that move. And uh, I think 2021 season when KD is back, man, they are going to be a problem. It's like, really. Like, what do you think about that move? Yeah, definitely a great move, man. Um, shout out to Brooklyn, man. They definitely made it happen. I'm going to definitely try to make it up there to at least a game this season, you know, see what that Barclays is about. But Brooklyn is taking over the city of of New York, you know. Um, nobody's worried about the Knicks. Brooklyn is, uh, you know, this was a great move. Even even though KD is injured, it's still like it's still a great move because if you can at least just get him back at 75%, you're going to still compete. So great um Great signing for them, and uh, I think next year they're going to definitely be better than what they were this year. I think they're going to definitely get out the first round, but um, it won't it won't get really real until KD does get back. Exactly, it shouldn't be any. It should be between like a four, or shit, maybe even higher than the four seed. It shouldn't be any lower than six seed, to be honest. So. Yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely. Then the more I think about it, the more I get mad that he even that KD even tried to play in the finals. Like he should have just sat down. He should have just sat. Yeah, he let those people talk him into it. Fuck the Warriors for that. Yeah, the Warriors, man, they management and medical staff, they definitely got exposed this this year. Then uh. You know, a lot of people probably saw Andre Iguodala's Breakfast Club interview where he said they they misdiagnosed him on purpose, too, just so he could come back earlier. He had a broken leg, and they tried to play it off as a, as a bone bruise. Like, what kind of, the fuck sense does that make? So, but yeah, just moving on. Stick to the Atlantic. The Boston Celtics basically – Replace Kyrie Irving with Kimball Walker. And, I mean, they, they kind of have a similar skill set. 
this uh, Kimba is two years older, and people feel like Kimba is a is a better locker room guy. But uh, I think his personality is fitting well with with like the young players in Boston because he's not like it's like his demanding his Kyrie. He's he's like a more laid back personality. Like he like he's a, a a player that that people could like really look up to and really admire in the locker room. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's definitely, you know, being at Boston lost, you know, they lost Kyrie, they lost Al Horford. Um, being able to, to at least get Kemba back, you know, that's the like, that's that's probably the best move that they could have done. So, um, you know, players like Boogie is still out there. You know, they you know I've I seen reports saying that nobody is even interested in him this summer. Like nobody. Yeah. So that's. That's that's kind of fucked up, man. All because of that same Achilles injury, man. It's like, man, that injury. Yeah, that like Boogie no met with uh, the Celtics in the Heat, but like you said, they're saying there's no market for him. And it's a shame because we all know who he was before those injuries did that to him. And he could still absolutely bounce back because he hasn't had a, a full season of being healthy yet. So, yeah, that's why I think people like, they're just overdoing it. Like he wasn't horrible last year. He he, he was still pretty good coming back. You know, he's gonna still have all summer to you know continue healing up and getting better. Boogie can still average fifteen points, ten rebounds for you. Easily. So and shit, he was hurt this year and average sixteen. So that's that's no problem. Yeah, so it's like I think people are overdoing it. I think Boston would be a a nice fit for him, though. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him in Boston. I don't want to see him on the Heat. I want to see my man Bam get his shine. So, but um, I think Boston would be a good move for him. But yeah, but getting back to the main thing, uh, Boston. You know, um, being that they lost Kyrie, you know, you get Kemba. They lost Horford, so they might fall off a little bit. But now I think this is where Boston is going to find themselves. Like this is where I think Tatum and Brown will, like, find themselves, and, like, this might be the season that they really elevate. Yeah, they get an opportunity to really showcase and really ball. They're going to have the ball in their hands a lot more now, which which they need. That's that's key to their development. Yeah. So, uh, they, the Celtics, they picked up Kenner, two years, $10 million, re-signed Daniel Tice. So, that's a, that's a steal for cancer, five million. Because you see, I mean, you see all the money these other people is getting, and listen, cancer is a, a fucking double double machine. So, I mean, you getting him, only got to pay him five million a year. That's great, but he's definitely underpaid. Oh, absolutely, by far, absolutely. But good moves for Boston. I mean. They lost. They lost Kyrie. They lost Horford. You know, they didn't just. They didn't sit around crying and bitching about it. They just went out. You know, they just gonna keep it moving. Yeah, restock. Shit, you could uh go into the other team in that that sign and trade deal, the Charlotte Hornets. Man, that's just gonna be a team stuck in no man's lands forever. I'm sorry to say if we have any Hornets fans listening, but. That's just the honest truth. But they did get Terry Rozier three years, $58 million. He could finally showcase that he's a starting caliber point guard. I know that's what he's been wanting for the past two years. So we'll, we'll finally get to see. Yeah, man, Charlotte, yeah, I don't, I don't really see. What's the upside of their team? Like, they might not be good for a long time, man. You know, I'm talking like five years. That – five, ten years, you know, like that type of shit. You know, uh, I don't know, man. It might be best for MJ to, like, step away. I don't know. Because they lost, they lost Jeremy Lamb, too. So, I don't know, man. Charlotte, I feel sorry for y'all down there in North Carolina. But... The, the, the... The Panthers fell off. Charlotte Hornets aren't going to be good anytime soon. They just, they just going through it down there. And uh, you'd be surprised because NJ is one of the most cerebral, probably art has 
arguably the highest basketball IQ of all time. So you should think you'll be able to see this shit, but like it's different from from when you want to court and and making moves to build a team because everybody's not going to have that same instinct and mindset as Michael Jordan. So, damn, who knows what they're going to do. But moving on, so we can go to another team. I really wanted to talk about, I think this team is going to be tough next year if they could really, like, stay healthy. And and that's the Utah Jazz, man. They they are they have been doing a great job this offseason. Like getting Mike Conley in the deal. Wish they could have kept Jay Crowder, because that he would have been big, great great key player to be in this group. But they got uh, like I said, they, they made the trade for Mike Conley. They got Bogdanovich from Indiana. Picked up Jeff Green, Emmanuel Moutier. Wow, man. I just feel like Utah is going to be big this year. Yeah, man. Definitely. Utah. Their uh their management definitely been doing a damn thing this summer. You know, they not they not playing no games, you know, and I I guess that their management can see that Golden State is going to take a step back, so it's time to go all out, you know. They're doing shit that teams like Houston can't do, you know. They, you know, it, I can't even really explain it, but Utah, man, they made some great ass signings. Definitely can't wait to see how all that meshes. Hopefully, it meshes well, but I feel like it will. You know, I don't, I don't really feel like they're they're gonna have too many issues, but definitely can't wait to see all those dudes playing together. Yeah, because I mean, like with this group that they have now, like on paper, I, I know they're gonna make some more additions before the offseason is over, but, like, on paper right now, they shouldn't be any lower than the four seed. They are easily a top three team in the West. Yeah, on paper, for sure, definitely. I I feel like, I mean, on paper right now in the West, they might have the best roster, you know, all around as of, of like, right now, you know. So, hopefully that can translate to on the court. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next up, you can talk about the Warriors real quick. Since they had a uh, lost KD, they re-signed Klay Thompson to the max deal, one hundred ninety million dollars. He's going. I think ACL tear won't bother Klay too much. He's a strict shooter, skill player, but hopefully it doesn't take anything from him on a defensive end. But I, I think offensively he'll be fine because he doesn't use – he didn't use much athleticism anyway. But uh, they, they picked up Willie Cauley-Stein, Glenn Robinson the third, And they've just been uh, trying to find some pieces that could help fit in, get some more shooters, things like that. They re-signed Kevon Looney. So they're pretty much going to have the same core that they always had since the beginning of the dynasty. But now with Clay out, I think people can can hold off on like championship hopes for the Warriors for for a little bit. It's still going to be a playoff team, but they they we what we saw the last four or five years. No, definitely not. And I'm seeing that they might. They're most likely going to trade D'Lo. You know that's that's the talks that they really don't they don't really have no interest in keeping them. You know, I mean that's the reports. Don't know if it's true or not, but Golden yeah. State Golden State's going to definitely take a step back. You know, I don't I don't see them getting to the conference finals. I feel like they can still win a playoff series, but I feel like this is like this is the type of year where like they'll they'll meet Houston in like the second round, and Houston will finally beat them. Like, I can see some shit like that happening this season. Yeah, exactly. And to be honest, it's like, uh, yeah, with D-Lo, I couldn't, whether they keep him or not, like, so far I can't really see him fitting that in the backcourt with Steph Curry because, I mean, he, he kind of needs the ball in his hand a lot to get, to get going. That's why he 
he did so well in Brooklyn this year. But I mean, he's he's going to grow and mature as a player. So whether whether they keep him or not, we'll just have to see what's happening. But with Clay being out, really good opportunity. And I don't know if uh, if they do keep D'Lo because they they did uh, sign him to to a max like four years, one hundred seventeen million. So whether they they keep him or not, he he has he has a, a good deal. And it is teams out here that could use him. So maybe you're right, yeah, the Warriors could use him to get some pieces back because I know teams would definitely be interested in D-Lo. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, you know, even though I want this player on my team, the Miami Heat, but I feel like somebody like um, like Bradley Bill would probably be a good move for a team like, a team like uh, Golden State because Bill is not really – I mean, he was more on the ball this year because John Wall was out, but he's mostly like a – just like an off-ball bucket getter. So, being that Clay would be going, Bill is like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, so he isn't that big. He can still play the two well. I feel like – I mean, I mean, it's kind of hard to see who they, are, who they are going to trade Russell for. You know, I don't really see – what they're going to get back for him. I mean, he has good value, but it's just what do what do teams have to offer? So it's just like that's going to be interesting to see what move they they actually make for him. I feel like the Warriors they definitely uh, try to get some wings for him. That's that's what they need. They need like a good uh, starting caliber small forward right now. Zach Levine. <laughs> That kind of oh man, Chicago drafted Kobe White, traded for uh Thomas Sadaransky. But I mean, the Bulls they they really won't be effective, bro. Same thing as the Hornets, stay in the same situation, stuck in no man's land. How how ironic that both them teams are. You know, uh, what they have is similar is Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. So they sign like Luke Cornett to a two year deal. So it's like, it really not doing shit, man. They got a daddy is young too. He's going to be a good vet to have with that group. But so unless like, Levine and Lowry Markinen and Wendell Carter, like they really got really, really improved coming in the next year. And Kobe White is a is a good starting point guard. And the Bulls, they're not going any fucking where. And that's gonna be for a while. Yeah. Definitely. Don't really see no upside to to them really either. But you know. Hopefully they can win at least 20. You know, I feel like nobody should be winning less than 25 games. Like, I feel like at worst people should be doing between 25 and 30. But we'll see what the Bulls do next season, man. Yeah. Yes, we can we can stick in the Midwest for right now. The Milwaukee Bucks feel like they got a little worse uh, losing Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Nikola Meritich, he went. He's going back overseas. I don't know why, but they uh, they picked up Wesley Matthews, picked up Robin Lopez, re-signed Chris Middleton for 170 million. I mean, that's a lot for Chris Middleton, but that's how much they had to pay to keep him, and they basically sacrificed Brogdon by doing that. And, but Darren Collison retired. Tyreek Evans is gone on drug suspension. So basically, I feel like Malcolm Brogdon is going to be the clear point guard for Indiana. But I, I, I really think Milwaukee fucked up by letting him go. Like he had, like, this man, he's a 50 40 90 player. It's one of the smartest young guards in the NBA. He's only going to improve, and I, I feel like he's he's somebody that they definitely need to keep. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
like you said, um, Milwaukee might be taking a small step back. I mean, they like like you said, they they signed Matthews, they signed uh Robin Lopez, so they they got some 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 good players back, but Brogdon was really important for them, you know, and it's like um like you said, they had to pay all that money for Middleton just to keep him because Chris Middleton's not worth no hundred and seventy million, you know. Let's just keep it a hundred here. He's not worth 170, um, maybe 100, you know, in you know, uh, in today's climate. But, um, you know, I, I, now I feel like it's, it's up to Giannis, you know, if he wants to get them past the Eastern Conference Finals or whatever, he's just going to have to take his game to the next level. Like his jumper is going to have to improve more. He's Giannis is going to really have to become that closer, like, kind of like what LeBron had to do. Like, at first, LeBron didn't really want to be the closer, but he's seen that. If he wanted to get his team to that next level, you got to be like, give me the ball at the end of the game. So Giannis might have to turn it up a little bit in order for Milwaukee to elevate more. Otherwise, they'll just stay where they're at or they'll, or they'll just fall off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. A lot of teams are getting better, and I feel like the Bucks. I mean, they're still going to be a top team, but they didn't really do enough to really, like, make themselves seem like a favorite. Giannis, he, he still doesn't – well, hopefully he gets something coming in next season, but, like, he still has no moves and and all that shit. Like, he was getting shut down by Kawhi and, and the Raptors as a group collectively. and he He looked lost out there. So they definitely need to improve because NBA is, is getting a lot stronger. And, and if you don't improve, man, you're just going to be stuck. It's a regular-ass playoff team. Yeah, man, for real. Giannis is going to have to turn it up a little bit. I mean, he's already an MVP, but, yeah, he he going to have to take it to top three player in the league level now, you know. Exactly. And, you know, I'm hearing talks that that the Knicks are going to target Giannis, I think, what, in like two seasons when he's a free agent. So Giannis, I think next season or next summer or the summer after, either one, I know like the Knicks are going to go all out for Giannis. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks ended up losing him because Giannis might see like, well, you know, well, this team's not really getting any better. Giannis might want to go play with another star, so you never know. And Knicks, they, they say they're going to go after everybody, and they always think they're going to get somebody, end up with nothing. Yeah, Nobody they, likes James Dolan. Everybody knows it's a, a dumpster fire in New York. Management It's not doing what they're supposed to. Like I said, James Dolan, he doesn't actually give a fuck about the team. He just That's... likes the title of being an owner. He's a fucking daddy's boy. That's what that's what's killing them because it's not like people don't want to play for the Knicks. I mean, if I was in the NBA, I would love to play for the Knicks to play at Madison Square. But it's that it's, it's the fucking management of the team. Yep, that's the number one downfall. So. We'll see what Giannis do, man. We'll we'll see see if the Knicks can land him. Knicks, <laughs> they 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 wanted they expected to get KD, Kyrie Irving, but instead ended up with Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, Reggie Bullock, Alfred Payton. I don't understand that at all. And Bobby Porter's and Julius Randle are both good players, but you don't need both of them. That makes no fucking sense. So, man, listen, RJ, you better turn it up, man. You got no choice. You better, you better turn it up, bro. I need to see 16 to 18 points for this year from you, man. Yeah, that's what they up. need because I think it's it's safe to say, man. Well, I mean, some it's going to have to be one superstar that's just going to have to say, fuck it, I'm going to the Knicks, whether fuck the management, fuck James Dolan, I want to be I want to be a Nick, I'm going to the Knicks. Because it seemed like 
all the the big free agents are scared of them, so it's gonna have to take one person that just really wants to be there to just sign, so other players can feel more comfortable. Yeah. So, next fans, next fans, next fans. We'll get them next year. <laughs> I'm not a Knicks fan, but I'm just giving y'all some encouragement. Shit, they need more than encouragement there. I'm, I mean, but. I mean, you got to remember, like, certain players are, are going to turn into stars. So we don't know how good Barrett can be. Barrett can fuck around and be a top 10 player in a couple years. So sometimes you just got to be patient. Yeah. Good luck, because y'all need it. Yes, sir. Since uh, in New York, might as well shift and talk to the home team real quick. Sixers, you said earlier, probably got the best start lineup in the NBA right now. Sixers lost uh, Jimmy Butler and J.J. Reddick, but in the Jimmy Butler deal, got Josh Richardson back. Good shooter, solid all-around player. Also picked up Al Horford. We signed James in this and Tobias Harris. I feel like yeah, the Sixers have a solid lineup. Tobias going back to the three, his natural position. Al Horford going to the four, his natural position. And I just feel like, yeah, the Sixers probably do have the best star lineup in the NBA right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, Made some good moves, like you said. Butler is gone, but they got Josh. Sad, sad to see him go, but they got Jay Rich in return, who is kind of like him and Butler is like the same style. Butler is a little bit better, but Rich is uh, Josh Richardson is younger, so that's the upside to that. But um, you, like you said, uh, you got Horford, and like Horford might be a help. I mean, that's gonna be interesting to see how do Horford and Embiid. Uh, Mesh, but I'm pretty sure they'll uh, they'll figure it out because Horford Horford doesn't take like a lot of shots anyway. Plus, he might help take some attention off and be, which can help and be, you know, go to work even more. But um, bring back Mike Scott, who was solid for them off the bench. James Ennis, who had like a a great run in the playoffs for them off the bench. So um, definitely just got to get a couple more pieces off that bench. Probably find like another backup big man. And they need a backup point guard because I'm hearing that TJ McConnell most likely is gone. Definitely. Like teams like Charlotte been looking at him. So he'll definitely somebody he'll definitely get paid whether or not he stays with the Sixers. It is like I feel like the Sixers are gonna be a a lot better of an all around team this year. Cause I mean, to be honest. Jimmy Butler is, is kind of a ball stopper because he has to – he's not like a catch-and-shoot player. I mean, he can, he can like, knock down shots sometimes. He, he shot, uh, like, 34% off of catch-and-shoot plays. But, I mean, he has to dribble the ball and get himself going and get a couple moves. He's a, he's an ISO player. He likes to post things like that. And I feel like the Sixers, they at their strongest when they're uh, swinging the ball around or when uh, maybe Ben Simmons is going downhill and, and driving and kicking. So I feel like with Ben Simmons at the one, man, the Sixers took a big L by losing J.J. Reddick. Yeah, because they lost like a pure sniper. Like they got Jay Rich back, but Jay Rich, I mean, he's he he he's okay from the three point line, but Reddick is a sniper. You know, he's deadly from the three point line. So starting lineup definitely took a hit when it comes to three point shooting. So that's what I feel like they should focus on. The next couple of players that, that they're going to sign, make sure that they can shoot the ball. Yeah. Bad. And once they add some some good consistent shooters. So like the Sixers are probably right now on paper the best team in the East since uh since KD is hurt. 
Yeah, I mean, they definitely touch, you know, more than 50 wins again next year. But, you know, people got to, you know, got to remember, too, like Toronto won on a a lucky-ass buzzer beater. So the Sixers could have got to the conference finals. But, you know, hopefully this year they can make it to the conference finals, you know. We'll see. See see if they're gonna take that jump. I know Ben, um, he gonna have to man do something, man. He gotta at least attempt some shots. Like you gotta at least attempt them because I promise you they're not gonna deal with that shit for much longer. Now I understand that they just maxed him out today with that contract extension, but that don't mean shit. Players get traded after extensions all the time. If Ben doesn't improve this year, and if we go through a whole nother season of Ben still can't shoot or he won't shoot or whatever, I guarantee you he won't be in the Sixers much longer. Oh, not at all. It's like you said, man. Like, teams, they can't take it much longer. We are in the era as shooters. Like, in the NBA today, to be effective, you have to be able to shoot the damn ball. Like, and this man, he, he, he won't even take mid-range. Like, people guard him underneath the free throw line. And that's a damn shame. Like, you're a professional, and people won't even respect you enough to step past the free throw. That is terrible. Yeah, man, that don't make no damn sense. So, Ben, you're going to have to get it together, brother, if y'all want to take that next leap as a team. You know, I already know Embiid is going to average 25, you know, something like that again. Tobias might average like twenty to twenty-two, and you know Tobias. I think what I think will really kill them in that Toronto series. Not to get too off topic, but it's just the fact that Tobias didn't really shoot the ball well in the playoffs at all last year. Yeah, he did. So they should definitely improve. You know, um, I can see them getting to the conference finals next year. I can. I can see that happening because, like you said, I feel like teams like the Bucks are going to take a step back. But some teams they have to lose in the playoffs before they can really become effective and take that next step as a team. Maybe it's like that for the Sixers. Maybe some guys are nervous. It's the first real playoff series, and like Tobias, so some time to mesh, but. Six should be good next year. Fifty plus wins, definitely. Uh, I think we could shift into the team that made a deal with them. Your team, the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler uh, traded Goran Dragic to the Mavericks. I don't. I don't know though. I, I seen that Dragic actually wasn't part of that trade. I, I see that he supposedly he's still on the Heat as of right now. Oh, so the oldest so baby told it. Okay. Yeah. Supposedly. I know that white side is gone for sure. Oh, yeah. The white side is <laughs> traded the point. Myers Leonard. Yeah, man. The heat, the heat finally starting to clear some of that cap space, you know. It's time to make that run for like a player like Bradley Bill or a team like, or a player like, I mean, I, I don't see how, how it would happen, but I thought D He'd have been like a, a great pickup for us as well, but I doubt that'll happen. Yeah, he don't really. I mean, they have they have assets, but it's like they don't have anybody that they want to let go. That teams are really jump out for and that trade some trade one of their key pieces. Yeah, I feel, and, and I feel like the Heat's goal this year really is just to get back to the playoffs, but to not be like to not be mediocre while doing it, like to not be forty and forty two, forty one and forty one, like shit like that. Like maybe get forty five wins, you know, some shit like that. Yeah, because I mean, the Heat ever since LeBron left. They've been writing that uh, 38 to 42 win window. And, like, they haven't been able to take the next leap. Like, they have 
their moments where they go on runs and they actually look like a playoff team, but then like never consistent. And they they have a, a great culture in Miami. And the Miami Mafia, Pat Riley, one of the greatest executives and coaches of all time. And he really like once guys go down there, like they really get in shape and they really get right. They just can't seem to take the next step in uh, getting back to becoming that uh, playoff team. Yeah, so hopefully with the addition of Jimmy Butler, I like that draft pick we got Hero. Um, him and him and uh, him and um, Duncan Robinson had a had a great first game in the summer league. So I'm definitely excited for our future. You know, I can see us getting like a a six eighth seed, but like I said, I can see us winning at least like forty four to forty five games, something like that this year. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah, like that's that's be able to take the next step. Like y'all have cap space now, so y'all y'all should be able to add some pieces, build around these guys, build around your main guys. Cause here we can stick in Florida, the Orlando Magic, resign Nick Vucevic, on what I think is a is a great deal for the team. They signed him for. Four years, a hundred million. It's a lot of guys that he's better than getting paid more. So, I feel like that's a steal for Orlando. They resigned Definitely. Terrence Ross, their shooter, and also they they uh, picked up Alpha Rukamino. I really I really don't know how I feel about that. And they also resigned uh, Michael Carter Williams. I don't know how to feel about that either. I feel like Orlando, they really won't. Uh, they really won't do anything. Yeah, I can see them losing their losing their playoff spot this year. Um, had a good run last year, but you know, like you said, some teams just really not meant to really be like any type of relevant at all. So I feel like they'll definitely lose their playoff spot. I feel like somebody will take that from them this year. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see them making it, to be honest. And I'm seeing that the owner or whatever said that he has no idea when folks was going to even come back. Like, they don't have no type of time, time like, no type of timeline at all. Like, they don't know when he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, folks, man, he's had – it's been like a fucking soap opera with him. So, it's – they were trying to keep this injury quiet. He uh, he actually like fucked his shoulder up really bad in like a, a motorcycle accident, and it's actually in your contract in the NBA can't be on motorcycles and harnesses and mopeds and shit like that. Especially some shit that goes fast, like you know, like I'm not sure like. A lot of people remember what happened to Jay Williams, who is now an ESPN analyst. He got into a bad motorcycle accident, and uh, it ruined his career. So teams is like they put a lot of money into you. Invest you you were like an investment, to be honest. So, oh man, folks, he folks fucked up bad with that man. For this to happen. Like they have no idea when he's coming back. This is about to be his third year, and he's barely played. Yeah, he only played about thirty-three games, some shit like that. They said. I mean, he did have. He was like, he is like the youngest player to record a triple double next to Lonzo and and all this shit. But I mean, the man, he can't, he can't even lift his damn shoulder over his head to shoot the ball. Like, like I know people saw his free throw. And the shit he got to do just to be able to get the ball up, like it's fucking terrible for a man that was a fucking walking bucket in Washington in the summer league before that shit happened. Man, it's to see because man, everybody thought like Fultz was 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 going to be like a superstar. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, at least he got the bag. I know he got like 30-something million in total, so financially he'll be fine, but I don't know where his 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 
his I don't know where his career in the NBA goes from here, but definitely wishing the best to him. Yeah, don't want to see anybody hurt and uh, missing time from doing what they love. So it's just a fucked up situation. But speaking of fucked up situations, a team seems to always be in one. The Phoenix Suns finally signed a point guard. Ricky Rubio, three years, $51 million. And to be honest, man, the Suns, like, like, what the fuck, Phoenix? Like, what, are, what have y'all been doing since, like, Steve Nash left? Like, it's just, Phoenix is just horrible. Like, maybe they need a new ownership and management. They just need to clean house. Devin Booker is there wasting away. But, I mean, they got, they got some good young talent. Devin Booker, DeAndre Hayden, Josh Jackson, Mikael Bridges. I mean, they have potential, but. I mean, I know it's gonna take it takes young teams a while to grow, but it's like Phoenix has has been the same way for so long now. I mean, they did they had like one season where they had forty eight wins in uh, twenty thirteen and fourteen with Eric Bledsoe and Dragic and Gerald Green, but they still didn't make the fucking playoffs. Like. Phoenix is, is in no man's land, just like Charlotte, Cleveland, Orlando. Just feel like teams that are never going to do shit. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, and to see somebody like Devin Booker, you know, a person who I feel like is like a top five unstoppable player. You know, and I feel like offensively, you can't tell me Devin Booker isn't top ten offensively in the league like that dude can get 25 in his sleep so definitely don't want to see him just wasting his fucking career away but like you said like it's not like they don't have talent like Aiden is tough Aiden is good they lost TJ Warren but you know Josh Jackson hasn't really lived up to potential but like you said man I think the best thing for them is to probably clean house clean house you know get some actual basketball minds up there in the office and go from there yeah, exactly. This is like teams with bad or uh, cheap management. You can see they never go anywhere. They never keep their players. And, like they always get bit in the ass, and then it's like they. It, it seems like they just want to make enough money, like to keep the team going, like and keep the team in the city. Like, like they don't even give a fuck about wins and losses. Like it's just sad to see. That's why, I'm like surprised. you said, we need bas- all basketball minds. I'm surprised that they make enough money to even pay the players. But then again, <laughs> Phoenix does have 1.6 million people, so it's a big ass city. Yeah, and then uh, they were they were threatening the Suns that if really they didn't make a new arena, that the team would be sold. Charles will keep hoping for because I want a team in Vegas. Shit, let's get the Las Vegas Suns going, man. I'm gonna make a petition. Let's, let's all sign off on it. Fuck it. But anyway, I like that move. Yeah, the, that the new arena that's being built in downtown Phoenix. That's coming out of all like Phoenix residents' pocket. Like that's that's all tax money going to that. In the arena these days, shit is hell expensive because of all the the new technology and features. Yeah, man. These arenas, a couple, a couple, a couple hundred million easily to build these shits. But, like you said, man, don't really know where Houston go from here, but picking up Rubio, I guess that'll help a little bit. You know, I think last season, what, what they had last year, like 19 wins, maybe they get 25 this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's an accomplishment for them. Yeah. Maybe they get 25. Still more 130. Maybe they will. We'll see. Doubt it, though. Yeah. Like, 
Las Vegas Suns, man. Let's get it done. But, uh, moving on. Stay out west. The Sacramento Kings. Feel like they've made some good moves. Signed uh, Dwayne Dedman, Sean Holmes, Trevor Reza. What's this Sacramento pickup? I think that's pretty much it so far. But yeah, Sacramento is going to be – oh, they resigned Harrison Barnes. But, uh, Sacramento, one of those teams, they one of those young teams that's going to grow together. They were exciting this year to watch, even though they didn't make the playoffs. So, next year, people they people are expecting Sacramento to make the next leap, hopefully become a, at least a seven or eight seed next year. Because I wouldn't be surprised by that. Like I said, they were real entertaining to watch. Like De'Aaron Fox, I think he should be able to average 20-plus a game, eight assists next year. Buddy Hill should still be able to average 20. And Bagley is just I, – I think Marvin Bagley is going to be one of the top power day. Like his skill set reminds me of how Anthony Davis was coming into the league. Yeah, definitely. Sacramento def- Sacramento's definitely going to get better with Tom. Even if they so happen to not make the playoffs again, I wouldn't be too, too much worried, but I feel like get them two, two, two to three more seasons and they'll be a top five team in the West. Definitely. Because certain teams are going to fall off, you know. I feel like in the future, teams like Houston, teams like OKC, teams like Portland, like they'll fuck around and have some bad years. Yeah, because I, players are getting older. The other teams, other young teams are improving, getting that chemistry right and getting better. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Sacramento, they uh, – they they really trying to go all in and really make it to the playoffs. They offer uh Patrick Beverly three years, fifty million, but uh he turned it down to stay with the Clippers. And uh I feel like we can segue into the Clippers. Like they they they've been pitching hard at Kawhi, like Lou Williams and Beverly. They've been pitching hard. The Clippers, they they have a nice team. They built a nice culture over there. They're no longer like. I mean, it, they'll never be as popular as the Lakers, but bro, man, the Clippers—they they're gonna be a good team for a while. Yeah, I feel like if Kawhi does leave Toronto, I feel like that's that's the best team for him to go to. The Clippers. I don't want to see him go to the Lakers or nobody else. I, I, no, I feel like I feel like the Clippers would be the perfect fit for him. If he if he does choose to not come back to Toronto next year, which I think that he should do, I feel like he should just resign in Toronto. But who knows? Yeah, I, I really wanted to sign in Toronto, but him being a California kid, cold weather, all those damn taxes in Canada, and like people like it's it's like. It's still playing in a different country at the end of the day. Like, you got to get a Canadian bank account and all this shit. It's so much extra shit that, like, we have here in America. Even though Canada is so similar to America, it's, like, still a lot different. Because at the end of the day, like I said, it's a different country. So everybody is not built for that shit. Like, some people just like the comfort of being where they where they used to everything being a certain way. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely um, going to to Canada. That's definitely a whole different, you know, culture and adjustment to make. So, like I said, I feel like if he does leave, I feel like the Clippers would be a perfect pickup for him if he does choose to not come back. The battle of the, the battle of the Staples Centers. Yeah, it's gonna be some great matchups. 
future years to come. But Kawhi had a meeting with the Lakers, Clippers, and Raptors on the same day, and I've been hearing that he made his he made his decision already, like even a couple of days ago. But he just wanted to hear what everybody's saying, and he's been on the phone with Magic Johnson a lot, and his uncle has too. But I mean, for the sake of it. Basketball. I hope he does not go to the Lakers. Even if he goes to the Clippers, bro, please don't go to the Lakers, man. Because we just got yeah. done with the fucking Warriors. I don't want to deal with this shit again. Yeah, man. The only way I would be cool with this is if Durant never got hurt and if Durant was for sure staying in Golden State. Then I wouldn't have a problem. But, like, we don't really have to do this. But, you know. We're just waiting to see what's going to happen. But I feel like that news is going to break sooner than later. I feel like, you know, if it's just breaking news, Kawhi Leonard to join the Lakers, I'm going to just be like, man, here we go. And I love LeBron, but I just I don't want to see that shit, man. It's just like they don't even have no money. Like if they get Kawhi, who is going to play on the team? Who else are they going to have? <laughs> it's like, I don't see that shit doesn't make doesn't make no sense to me at all. It's like the Raptors, like Danny Green even came out and said, like, like what he does depends on what Kawhi does. So like the Raptors, like I know everybody's seen like the Raptors have made a dead like a damn move at all. Like they want to know what's going on with Kawhi first before they start reaching out and and making moves because. Like that's a, that's a game changer. Like keeping him or like definitely losing him. But like, yeah, like I know everything revolves around him right now. And the Clippers, they are they want they want Kawhi more than anybody to be honest. Because like you can see, like you never really seen like players like really come out like players and ownership really come out this and really make pitches. I mean, we've seen it before, but like not to this level. Yeah, man, the Clippers want him bad. So, if you are going to go to L.A., Kawhi, do it right. Join the Clippers. Don't do the Lakers. Lakers are fine without Kawhi. <laughs> the Lakers are still the favorite right now to win the chip. They are the favorite right now. So, it's like Kawhi don't have to be there. He just doesn't. At all. Uh, it's like, man, Kawhi, please don't, don't slap the basketball guys in the face, please, man. The Lakers, I mean, they only have but like four or five people on the damn roster right now. But they don't need Kawhi, man. They just need some some more solid pieces. And they still, like you said, still to be the favorite. They if they the favorite right now. With five players on their team, and this team's with fucking four rosters for him right now. You got LeBron, AD, Jared Dudley, Troy Daniels. Like, I wonder what they're going to do at the guard position. Because I, I really feel like, uh, like D'Angelo Russell would have been perfect for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have been that mad if they got somebody like D'Lo because you think about it, certain teams do still have multiple stars. Like, if you look at team like team like the Sixers, like the Sixers got four All-Stars. So, it's like teams do still have multiple stars, but, you know, I forget who said it, but, like, Kawhi, AD, and LeBron right now would probably be, like, the best trio of talent a team has ever had. You got to think about – at the point that these people are still in, like LeBron is still a top two player. Kawhi is a, you know, three, two, however you want to put it. AD is like a top eight, top seven player. So it's like, we would like, this would be better than even Golden State. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, this would be like the, the strongest big three ever. Like, fuck, like Boston and like, even the big three in Miami, bro, it was like Wade wasn't like the Dwayne, the MVP level Wade when they came together. Bosch wasn't – I mean, he, he took a step back, but, I mean, he wasn't that Toronto Bosch. Like, all three of these guys, man, 
they are like at the top of their games right now. Like you have like Brian, he's declining right now. He's not the, the, the top level Brian, but he's still a Brian fucking James, top two player in the world. Like, no matter if you hate the man or not, Kawhi Leonard, top five player in the league for sure, probably number three. Like you said, Anthony Davis is, is there too. All all three of these guys are in their prime. Oh, 25-plus point-per-game players. And, man, for those three to be together, man, it would turn the fucking NBA upside down. And I know, like, a lot of teams <laughs> feel like, like, damn, even though we got this guy, like, like what the fuck was the point, bro? Like, we can't beat these motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> this, this is worse. That would be worse than the Warriors, man. Way worse. Yeah, and that's why, I mean, I truly just don't want to see that shit. So, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and just hope that the Lakers rock out with LeBron, AD, and Kuzma. I'm going to just keep my fingers crossed and hope for that. That's all I can do. Yeah, hopefully, man. Like you said earlier, Kawhi, if you're going to go to L.A., do this shit the right way, man. Don't fuck don't fuck the basketball world over. You don't seem like the you don't seem like the kind of guy that would do it. Please don't ruin your image. Please don't ruin the game. Disrespect the game like this. Yeah, man. Don't do that. <laughs> I think last up before we switch, I wanted to give my man some shine because he had a rough, rough past two seasons. He averaged damn near yeah. 30 points a game at five foot nine, being the last pick in the draft. He gave it his all, played, dropped 60 points after his sister died. <sighs> played with a fucked up hip, ran it out to the end. Put his body on the line. Ended up biting him in the ass, and then Isaiah Thomas signing a one-year deal with the Washington Wizards. He'll get the start since John Wall will be out like the whole season, and hopefully he can bounce back and, and get himself another another deal. Cause this is that's that's all he's been wanting. He's and I know it, it hurts him bad. Still all these hundred-plus-million-dollar deals getting thrown out to people that he was a lot better than when he was healthy. You should think about that. Yeah, same, man. You know, I just want to see IT get paid, you know. Even if somebody gave him something like three years, $90 million or some shit like that, I just – IT has never made more than $10 million in a fucking year. Nope. Like, that's disrespectful. Like, I understand that people are not going to max him out, but y'all can at least give him, like, 15 to $20 million a season, like, at least. I feel like he deserves it, you know. So, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, his hip, you know, he didn't really play much this year, so he should be he should be ready to go next year. You know, uh, IT, he's – He's one of the few players I actually do follow. I think basketball players, I only follow LeBron and IT. I mean, I don't know why I only follow them too, but I only follow LeBron. Yeah, I only follow LeBron and IT on social media. So um, hopefully he could bounce back and, you know, uh, you know, definitely, definitely get that bag that he so deserves. You know, I mean, he's still not going to get what he really deserves, but. You know, I'm I'm just hoping next year he could just bounce back. His you know his hip should be pretty good, and hopefully that season after, you know, because that, that the next contract he get will probably be his last contract because he's getting older and he's five nine. So hopefully somebody will just pay him something, man. Yeah, people don't even remember, bro. Like he he averaged twenty in Sacramento before he even went to Boston. His first year in Boston. He averaged 19 after the trade, then there 20 points. Second year in Boston, he averaged 22, and everybody know what he did the year after that. Damn near averaged 30. It was uh, 
top five in MVP voting. So people know, like real real hoopers, real people that know the game, bro, they know IT is legit when he's healthy, man. So it's just it was bad timing. This is why players need to be more selfish. People people bash when they taking everything into their own hands and making decisions based on their own happiness. But it's like, bro, the teams don't give a fuck about these dudes. They act like they love you. But then, like, when they trade you or release you or something, it's like, oh, it's, it's a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this bullshit. Well, shit, well players deserve to, to do what they do. Like, chase the money, chase the ring, however they want to do it, however they feel. Because at the end of, these, at the, end of the day, these teams don't give a fuck about you. At all, man. So, players, you know, you know, like you say, like we we've already talked about certain players are are overpaid. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm not mad like to see nobody get paid. Like I love to see people get paid. I love to see people get that bag. But I also I don't like to see people who still deserve it not get paid as well. So that's just why when you see certain players get certain contracts, it's just like, all right, I understand that, but why the fuck is this player getting this? You know? Yeah. But best of luck to IT, man. Uh, I think next year he might be like 30 or 31, some shit like that. He's going to be 30. Yeah, so hopefully IT can bounce back and average you know, 15 to 20 points. If not more, we'll see. But best of luck to IT, man. Somebody talk, throw him some money, man. Hell yeah, he deserve it. I feel like he, if he gets healthy over this summer, man, IT is easily going to average 15, 16 a game because year with Cleveland, the Lakers, he, he still averaged 15 and he, was, he wasn't healthy. So... Man, my man is a bucket, bro. All he need is a chance. Just be healthy. He's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. I think uh, going in, last topic of the day. I know this is something you wanted to talk about. Uh, new rookie in the NFL, Dre Baker, and the New York Giants. First round draft pick from Georgia. Before he even played a game, cashed out on a Bentley for his mom. You see in the video, he all iced out, roly, dime, multiple diamond chains on. So I know he, it might be uh, sponsorship money. Who knows? But I'm gonna let you uh, tap in more into that. Yeah, man, it's just like people just got to be more wise with their money. Like these dudes got to realize the opportunity they got. Like a lot of people, you know, most of the world, most of people's problems today comes from, you know, it's basically financial. Like that's like what most people are dealing with in this world. Like a lot of people are just fucked up. They don't got it. So to just to see that, I mean, like I see some players who get more money than that in their first year. They might have, like, a regular 40, which is not regular. Like, that's another thing people got to realize. Like, a car that costs 40 or 50000 that's still a lot of money for a car. But you see a lot of people who get more money than that and still keep it calm. You know, it's just like, I just feel like he just overdid it. Like you said, he was iced out and all that jewelry and you just got signed and you brought your mom. But like, what, a car that costs a quarter million dollars? I wouldn't have been mad if he'd have brought her a house, a house that cost a quarter million. So, so now what? So now what? You going to still go buy her a house that costs a, a house that costs a, a, that as well? So, so I don't really see that shit making no sense. But I mean, to each his own. But we've seen so many dudes had that bag, man. People like Mike Tyson. Play people, you know, athletes like that who have who've had hundreds of millions and they still go broke. So, obviously, everybody isn't learning from what has happened in the past. But hopefully the dude, you know, you know, 
maybe maybe it's not hurting them. Maybe it is, but I just know that that was something that, that I seen on sports shows and uh and like in the news this past week. So I just wanted to tap in on that. Just tell players. I mean, y'all making more money than me, but you still can be financially responsible. And that wasn't a financially responsible move. I'm sorry. Yeah, because, I mean, you know how it is to be broke and then get run into some money. Because I know, like, once I did into, like, some real money for the first time in my life, man, I started going crazy. And it wasn't even, like, half as much as with but this dude is getting. But like, those NFL contracts are not guaranteed, bro. Especially NFL. That's what's worse. It might maybe it'd be a little different if he was a basketball player, but you already in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> so that shit, like, you got to be careful with the NFL because it's like once you get hurt, it's like, oh, okay, we are gonna keep our money. Thanks for your services, brother. And exactly, that's about it. So it's it's not like us pocket watching or hating on the man. It's just we want to see more of our people. Like make smarter decisions because we we need to start building like that generational wealth like others like just blowing it before you really get to like build up. I know you want to look nice and plus we in the air of flexing and you gotta just just show off on the gram for the hoes. That's just the air we in. <laughs> so I, I know how it is, but man, you gotta you gotta think the future man there's so many people like you said we seen have multi-millions and, and just fuck it over like I know people personally that are, that have been in the league and fucked it up so just gotta be wise man and you never you never too young to save money shit you never too young to build up wealth so this is something to keep in mind yes sir I think we pretty much tapped in on everything. We're going to have a, another episode next week. Of course, new moves are going to happen. And uh, Plus, as as the summer goes on, we'll have more more time to see the teams develop, and then we can really tap in and go in. Plus, uh, football's starting back up real soon, so we'll have some news on that too. Yeah, and we'll also have some summer league news. We got Zion going against RJ this upcoming Friday. Yeah. So definitely gonna talk about that and see how that goes. Yeah, man. So that's that's pretty much it. We'll talk to y'all next week. Y'all be safe. Enjoy your fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs>